spent with her son that you've been listening to in the Blink of an Eye story. Season 2, Trauma Healing Learning, 16, Radical Forgiveness. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Hello, everyone. I hope you're following our Instagram to be alerted about our giveaway to celebrate our 25,000 downloads in our first year. The trustees of the board for I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing Advocacy and Transformation, have provided a number of amazing books on trauma and on leadership in difficult times. Follow us to find out how to enter next Thursday, October 21st, and I hope you win. If you are following along in the companion Blink of an Eye story, you know that there were moments of radical forgiveness. I want to talk more about radical forgiveness with you today. So let's start with the basic premise that we all experience being wronged. Correct? Yes. We experience being slighted. We experience being overlooked. We experience being dismissed and disrespected and hurt. And we let go of many of these wrongs when they are slight or they were unintentional. This rings true for you, right? Of course it does, because it's part of life and part of navigating life successfully, as emotional intelligence researchers tell us. We also let go many of these little wrongs because we are in relationship with the person who hurt our feelings or cut us down or labeled us in a way that was not flattering or kind, right? We don't want the little wrong to come between us, so we let it go. Or it could be an omission that drives us crazy, but we accept it as part of the other person, like when they don't turn off the lights or change the toilet paper, or even when that causes higher electric bills and more work to go turn them off and change them yourself. We let it go. It's part of living with someone. And this has been studied as well in family systems work and in couples work. We also let many little wrongs go because we are not in relationship. For instance, we will never see the other person again. Like when someone cuts in line in front of you at the grocery store or takes up two parking spaces, not allowing you to park where you could have, or doesn't hold the door open when you are carrying something large and can't open it yourself, or you fall and no one comes to help you up, even though they all saw you fall. You let it go. It's not worth saying something or doing something. There is an aspect 
of letting wrongs go, but is also recognized through a different lens, a domestic violence lens. And that is when we let go a wrong because the person who wronged us has coercive power over us. In such instances, it is not a matter of being gracious or of overlooking someone else's self-absorption or of even deciding whether it's worth it or not to object. The choice to let go of being wrong is not really a choice at all because personal safety is at stake if one were to object. It is hard to comprehend this for those who are not familiar with the coercive power dynamic in domestic violence that is well documented. While it is less studied, but also part of power dynamics that are true for all of us, there is another aspect of being wrong and not doing something about it related to the time when we were children and experienced being slighted or perhaps neglected by our caretakers. We didn't have capacity to object or run away because we were children. And the adults who were supposed to take care of us and love us and hold us did not. A child knows who is stronger and bigger and has more power. That power is to be used for caretaking, but it is sometimes not. And the baby might cry and cry and cry to object, begging to be held. But after a while, even a baby lets it go through conditioned patterns of neglect. I share these many multifaceted reasons for why we let go many wrongs in our lives. We could ponder each one of these reasons. And if one of them especially resonates with you today, I encourage you to go back to it and ask why it resonated and see if there is an insight awaiting you. Now, there might be a number of you who would not let any of these things go, even with a stranger. You'd say something. You'd do something. And this might be the healthiest way if it's done without oppression over and over again, or arrogance, or too much righteousness causing others to suffer. What I want to talk today with you about is not so much either of those decision points, but rather the energy that feeling wrong wires in us, in our nervous systems, psychic energy, emotional energy, mental energy, and patterns that get reinforced and shape our everyday now and our future 
as we respond on automatic to wiring that was based on early trauma and wounding. So the notion that when and if we let it go, we may be taking care of ourselves, does have physical truth more than we might realize. If indeed, we truly have let it go. It's the letting go of the negative, constricted energy that opens the pathway to trauma healing. It's what I like to call metabolizing the energy. And sometimes that can take a lifetime. And sometimes it happens in It gets more complicated, of course, when we are adults and we experience being slightly wrong over and over again in a personal relationship or a working environment such that cumulatively it is a serious injury to our psyche or to our hearts or to our self-confidence. And we might not have the capacity to let it go. Or we think, is it really best to let it go? Maybe, and maybe not. And it also gets more complicated when we have been seriously wronged by an event, by an act that was intentional with ill will or malice, or was an act of reckless disregard for our humanity or safety or we were part of a group that was wrong because of the reckless disregard for human life. Do we let that go? Maybe, maybe not. Do you feel yourself leaning towards the maybe not? And it is further even more complicated when we are wronged by what is called an act of God. What an oxymoron. Or when something happens to someone else by something they did unrelated to us, but it affects what we had counted on or planned in our lives. This one is big. Like someone not showing up to what was really important for you in your life because they got sick or injured or someone making policy decisions that take away some of the quality of your life, even though you and they do not even know each other. Feeling wronged is ubiquitous and complicated. What about the times we are wronged by someone who had no intention of harming us, but accidentally, not even carelessly, did harm us. Like a driver who crossed a median when they had a heart attack and killed your loved one. Or a doctor or a nurse who took an oath of do no harm, but made the wrong incision or prescribed the wrong medication or made a poor medical judgment or omission. 
I am sure you can imagine a number of instances of all the above if you have lived long enough. Letting go of a wrong is complicated. What to do? Well, let's recognize that each time you or I feel wounded or are wounded, there is a negative energy current that races through our bodies. As babies, until we are old and gray and die. The Chinese would say this is the chi of life. And trauma and trauma healing is related to that chi. So paying attention to where that chi is blocked in your life that is related to the past times when chi was constricted because you were wronged or wounded is a good place to take our understanding now. You might want to have a conversation salon or work with a counselor or therapist or body worker or transformative mediator or trauma healer or good friend who can listen compassionately without judgment. Look back on what might have come up for you today and further explore it. It's often the trapped energy of our past that stands in the way of our ability to forgive. How does that land for you? I think it's true. We stand in our own way. We are also the conduit, the pathway. That's right. You making peace with your past wounds and metabolizing them over time will open up the flow in your body and realign rewire your central nervous system and that increases your capacity to forgive to forgive yourself and to forgive others in your life who have hurt and harmed you forgiving is a very healthy thing to do and it doesn't mean you bypass the constricted energy Oh no. And it doesn't mean you forget. No, no, no. Indeed, it is your ability to remember and go back that is part of the healing process to release the constriction. And forgiveness means that later, when you remember, it is without the charge the wrongdoing, the resentment, or hatred, or even shame that may have gotten caught up in the intense anger you had that could not be expressed well or expressed at all back then. 
radical forgiveness. Let's look inside. Let's practice forgiveness of ourselves for when we were not the person we wanted to be and when we did not stand up for ourselves and take care of ourselves when we could have or take care of our loved ones when we should have in compassionate ways for all. If we practice forgiveness regularly, it may be our most important contribution to the healing of ourselves. When we practice forgiveness, we can let go the animosity and resentment that only hurts us. It keeps us constricted. We cannot be the barriers to our own healing. I think radical self-forgiveness allows us to forgive others. And when we forgive others, we are on the path of trauma healing. From that place, we can then decide how to proceed, even with civil recourse, but without vengeance and retribution without the constriction of the energy. As we heal, we don't want to cause others to suffer. We can work for justice and we can work for equity from a place of forgiveness that is purer and truer to being connected as one. We can explore forgiveness more in future trauma healing learnings if you are interested. Just write me and let me know at louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com. Forgiveness doesn't change the actions of others, and it doesn't change the past. It changes us in the now and reshapes our future for greater well-being. Who might you need to forgive today? Life can change in the blink of an eye. Life is precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Thank you for tuning in to the Trauma Healing Learnings. You may tune in to the companion Blink of an Eye story at Season 2, Episode 16, Radical Forgiveness. Thank you for listening. And thank you for telling your friends. Together, we are raising the vibration for healing. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. Baltimore Mediation has offered trainings and workshops on conflict transformation, mediation, relational leadership, and the Enneagram since 1993. For more information on our course offerings, visit www.baltimoremediation.com.